In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who loved us so much that He decided that He would come here. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome to University Lutheran. Some of you are here for the very first time. And some of you are even in Tallahassee, really, for the very first time. And if you're here as a student, one of the questions that you've probably already been asked, and will be asked again and again and again and again and again, is, what's your major? It's one of those things that just comes up sort of naturally when you meet somebody. You, you say, oh, okay, well, I see kind of who you are and what you look like. What's your major? Because it's a pretty easy way to get into the next part of that conversation. Oh, you're an engineering major. That's kind of cool. Or, oh, you're an English major. That's interesting. And you go from that point on. But honestly, that question is a little bit surface level. It's not a very deep question. It just kind of says what you've decided on declaring your major on right now. And if you're a freshman, you'll probably know plenty of people, and you might even be that person that changes their major once or twice or 14 times. Maybe a deeper question to ask people, instead of, what's your major, when you're getting to know somebody, is maybe you can ask, why are you here? What are you doing here? Are you here at Florida State or at TCC or at FAMU because you want to learn something? Or are you here because there was family pressure and you just had to go to college even though you're not really quite sure that you want to be here? Or is there something else that brings you here? Maybe it's not academics at all. Maybe it's that you wanted to get away from your parents for a little while. Maybe it's because you wanted to strike out on this grand adventure. Whatever it is, the deeper question of why are you here is an interesting question. It's also an interesting question this morning for many of you that chose not to sleep in this morning. Many of you that chose to get up and come to this place to hear about the Word of God, like I told the kids, to hear that He loves you and to hear about all of the things that He has for your life. Why are you here this morning? What brought you here? Was it habit? Was it pressure? Was it something else? You see, all of the readings this morning are about this concept of the Sabbath. This concept of coming and taking a rest with God's Word and hearing once again how much He loves us and how much He has for us. 
And I began to think of the question, why am I here as I was preparing my sermon? And I thought, well, nobody's going to buy, first of all, me getting up here and saying why I'm here because everybody is going to say, well, Pastor Jay, you get paid to be here. No wonder you're here. I'd show up if I got paid too. Actually, I would probably do this without getting paid. It's all of the other stuff during the week that I would want to get paid for. But this, this I would do for free. Because this is just such a part of my life. This is just such a part of who I am to know who I am in God's sight. That I'm His baptized child. And such a privilege for me to come here and to be able to talk about that with you. But I wasn't always like that. You see, there's a reason that I'm in campus ministry. And it's because God has a really great sense of humor. Because when I was in undergrad, well... My Sunday church attendance wasn't exactly stellar. In fact, it was pretty horrible. Because things got in the way of me coming to a place like this, coming to a community of Christians that decided together that we were going to hear God's Word and to celebrate His body and blood given for us. I wasn't real good at that. I had all sorts of other things that came up in my life. One of those was that I had this habit of staying up till like 4 in the morning, and then I would wake up as my alarm had been blaring probably for four hours and I had missed church. And there's all sorts of other reasons that people don't come to places like this. There's all sorts of other things that get in the way. And I know what a lot of those things are. And I can tell you from experience, you don't have to find out for yourself, you can just listen to me. This is one of the biggest problems that causes that to happen. Causes you not to come to a place like this to hear God's word on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday evening or whenever. The big problem is actually very much associated with our gospel reading for this morning. In our Gospel reading for this morning, you hear about this woman who had this crippling spirit. She had this crippling spirit where she was bent over for how long? Anybody remember? Eighteen years. She had been hunched over for eighteen years. Can you imagine how long that is? For probably at least one or two of you, you're eighteen years old. So think about your entire life. Being hunched over, just like this, and having to have all of the people stare at you as you walk down the street, having to see all of the people who maybe didn't talk to you because you were just a little bit different. That's who this woman was for 18 years. But one Sabbath day made all the difference. On one Sabbath day, she actually 
got to a place where that all changed in her life. She got to the synagogue where Jesus was teaching. And Jesus was there and he saw her and he said, Woman, you are now free from your ailment. And he laid his hands on her and she straightened up. And 18 years of her history were now completely in the past. I have a couple of different electronic devices that I own that need to be synced up with things. One of those is my iPod, which I need to sync up with iTunes from time to time. Another one is my phone, which has all of my appointments and everything in it, and I have to sync that up with my computer every now and again so that I have a backup copy. The interesting thing about syncing those things up is that every time you sync those things up, there's a master device... And there's a slave device. And that pretty much dictates what that relationship is like. It dictates which device is going to get stuff copied from where. And that's kind of like what's happening here in this story. It's that this woman kept on going probably to this synagogue for 18 long years. But she never got synced up with the right master. She never had the opportunity to have the master there so that she could sync her life with his. And 18 years went by. In my own story, I remember it being a lot like that with me in church. Because, you see, even when I wasn't really stellar about coming to church, I had never pushed away my faith. I always believed that Jesus loved me. I always knew that I was His baptized child. I just didn't figure out how that came together with going to church. Because I said to myself, well, I can just do this on my own. I can read the Bible on my own. I know who Jesus is on my own. Jesus is my Lord. I don't need to go to some place just to reinforce that every week. And neither do you, honestly. You can read your Bible on your own. I think you can get through it. In fact, some of you should probably do a little bit more of that. You can know that Jesus loves you on your own. But there's... Something about sinking your life up that becomes the real mystery of why this place, why this time is so good for you. It's because you get that relationship with Him in order. It's because you stop trying to just show up randomly and get healed at the right time and waiting 18 years in between those times when you get healed. It's that if you come here every Sunday morning, I promise you, you will hear how much God loves you. If you come here every Sunday morning, I will promise you that you will hear that your sins are forgiven.
If you come here, I promise you, every Sunday morning, you will get to experience the joy and peace that is taking His body and His blood so that you can become whole again. You see, when you get that relationship in right, then you don't have to worry about just showing up on the right day when the Master is going to be there and waiting 18 years in between then. Trust me, I see enough people who do that wait. It's not fun. You end up looking hunched over and crippled. And sure, every time you come here, you hear that. And you have Christ lay His hands on you, and you're healed, and you're set free again. But the more time you spend in between, the more hunched over you get. And that's why we do this thing every week. That's why we come together every week. It's because we realize the beauty of what God has for us. It's the same beauty that that woman experienced. That after a week, we're all hunched over. We're all hunched over with our sins and with our problems and with all of the things that have worn us down. And we can come here and we can hear once again, you are set free. Your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's Him sinking His life with ours. His cross with ours. His love with us. And so you can do whatever you want to next week. At this time. But if I were you, I'd come back. Because there's something good here. And that's Jesus. Jesus.